0: How do you learn to let it go, move on, and start fresh? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we have a really important listener question that I think is gonna be shared by a lot of listeners in the show. When you've been hurt, let down, disappointed, when things didn't go your way, how do you learn to move on from the crap that happened so that you can sort of pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and move on towards something new? Because holding on to those old resentments, those old hurts, and the anger that comes when life doesn't go your way only keeps you looking in the rear view mirror and makes it really hard to see a new path in front of you so let's dive into today's question and we'll see where we go from there Hi, Heather. I don't own a business, but I'm a regular listener of your show. I'm trying to figure out the next steps in my career, and I think that resentment is holding me back. I know you're not a career coach, but you've shifted my perspective in many ways, and I would love it if you could help me change the way I'm looking at things. If this is relevant enough to your podcast, I would love to hear what you have to say. I work in human resources. I was passionate about my last job. So much so that I let it become a major distraction from the problems I have in my personal life. I loved my work environment and my team, and I gave a a thousand percent every day. I was well-liked by executives, and I got shit done. But my first boss got fired, and the new boss turned out to be toxic and manipulative. She created such a hostile environment that I felt sick before going to work each day. Demands were high, and I became heavily addicted to Adderall and caffeine, and my physical health plummeted. I pissed the boss. Off because she wanted me to work when I had scheduled off in advance to study for a professional certification exam, and I said no because I needed that time and couldn't move my test date. It's a long story, but I was treated unfairly. From that point on, everything changed, and I could tell she wanted me out. I was in a place of fear, and I took a new job that was a lateral move. I've been in that new job since January. The problem is as I chose this job out of fear and desperation. I hate to say it but part of me thinks this current job is beneath me. I'm still working in HR but my job duties are basically data entry. Things move slowly here. There's no part of this job that is collaborative or strategic. I don't belong here. I miss my old team and the employees I supported. The way it was in the good old days. My commute is shit. The one important positive of this job is that I focused almost exclusively on self-care for the last 6 months after neglecting it for a long time i'm ready to return to the land of living at work and i've been interviewing for the last several months it's been a frustrating job search and i'm confronted with the possibility that i might be stuck here longer than i had hoped i think i need to talk to my boss but i need to adjust my mindset first i also think i've carried resentment from the way i was treated in the last job into my current job how can i let go of the resentment and move forward First of all, I just want to thank you for such a brave letter. I I think you've really owned your responsibility, sort of have seen where you haven't made the best choices for yourself, and you've come to an understanding of why you've made those choices. And I hope that one of the things that you've already learned prior to me jumping into this story is that you don't take care of yourself when you neglect self-care, right? Like you probably at some point in time thought you were doing that because you loved your job, you were super passionate about about it. It was your number one priority. So you neglected the things in your personal life, but then it all just got a little out of your control. So I think this time that has forced you to slow down and think and re-examine has actually been really good for you. I know you're telling me here in the letter that you made the decision impulsively. You got afraid. You were sort of worried about what was happening next. So you just got the hell out. You moved to a ladder move. And because you feel like it was a reactive choice, you don't see that decision as having put yourself in the driver's seat of your life and your business. I totally get it. And I understand why you look at it. But what you were doing and the way you were doing it in that last job wasn't working. It also sounds like your boss, the new boss, wasn't ever going to let you be set up for success in it. Because a new boss who doesn't want you to take time off for professional certification isn't even thinking about the long game on her own team or on her own business. It pays bosses and managers well to get their employees professionally certified and to get them the professional development they need and the time that they need it. So the idea that the new boss kind of came and swept the environment clean, changed the story of your work life and forced you to refocus. It's disheartening, it's heartbreaking, and it's so discouraging. But I also think that part of what you might have needed is is that time to regroup and grieve. Maybe you haven't needed it as much as long as this current job is lasting and maybe now you are at that point where you can refocus and start fresh. But I think that the first step of this is looking at your story of what happened. How did it go wrong? And what could you have done differently? So at the point where you're completely into your job so much so that you're you know, I- ignoring your personal life. I think that's a place to look at the fact that, um, you know, you struggled with the Adderall and the caffeine, that's a point of contention to look at and to re-examine. And then the next thing I want you to really look at is how did you lose your confidence and sense of self when this new lady came to town that suddenly you had like sort of physical symptoms to the environment that she was creating. You knew you were a rock star at your job before she came to the picture, your last boss, built you up, made you feel really strong, you loved your team, you loved that strategy piece, she gets fired, the new sort of middle manager comes in, and it sounds like you quickly sort of lost faith in yourself a little bit because she didn't see you the way you saw you. Her story started to prevail. And one of the things that I would encourage you to look at is how much you are externally motivated because that might have been your vulnerability. Vulnerability. If you only feel good about what you do, what you know, and how you serve, because other people tell you that you're good at it, then you're going to sort of flounder and get lost as soon as you have a leader who doesn't take the time to praise, as soon as you have a supervisor who only wants to know that the job got done and doesn't want to compliment you on it, or as soon as you have colleagues who are so distracted by their own lives that they don't think to tell you that they appreciate you and see you around. So the first thing you want to see is how did you lose the battle with yourself so quickly? Because that actually is the resu, you know, sort of the root of your resentment here is that you lost yourself. You lost your way because this other person was moving through the world in a way that was in direct conflict to that. I think part of what you have to do when you reshift your perspective is you have to forgive yourself. You have to recognize that you didn't know what you didn't know. You did the best you could with the information you had in front of you. You weren't aware of all the things. So given that, you made this decision. You didn't see a way out other than the lateral move. You didn't see that you would be set up for success. Any boss who clearly wants you out isn't going to stop at the first intervention probably would have kept going. So with the writing on the wall, you read it and made a different choice. I think it's okay to look at this story of yourself with some self-compassion and to forgive yourself because I think part of what's happening now is that it's harder to trust for you. It's harder to believe that the next interview is going to be the job that you get. You're tempted to sort of just go and fix it all and stay there. And that might actually be an option. But the first thing you want to do is create a more empowering story for yourself of these events that you had a normal reaction to a series of abnormal events here your boss was abruptly fired somebody new came the culture radically changed that's a lot of adjustment and we're not always pulled over and you know pulled over to the side to say hey listen all of this stuff is kind of new this is shifting and that's shifting and changing like how are you doing with it all like it happened in real time and you made a reactive decision with the writing on the wall I think it's okay, first of all, to be self-compassionate about that. I also want you to look at the fact that you did see what was best for you at times. You knew that saying no to moving your schedule around and moving that test around was not gonna be good for your own professional development. So you risked your boss's wrath by saying no and prioritizing the test. I think it's worth paying attention to what your behavior. is tells you so that you're not listening only to the story you're telling yourself here. Now, the next thing I want you to think a little bit about is what have you learned from this experience? What are your takeaways? What are your, I'm never going to do that again. I'm always going to ask this. The next time this happens, I'm going to do this. Who are you now that all of this has happened? Because if you haven't updated your story of yourself, of how this has changed you, and how this has shifted your perspective, part of the reason why the interview process might be so frustrating is you're not interviewing your new bosses at where you're currently at and who you currently are. You may may be bringing old stories and old versions of yourself to the table and to the conversation. So you want to make sure that you really know what you've taken away from this. The pieces of this that you absolutely positively have to own, be self-compassionate about it, forgive yourself for those mistakes, recognize where your control ended and your bosses began and that you may a certain set of decisions, once you do that, you can get clearer with yourself about what you really honestly want to do next. Because this thought that the interviews aren't going well, you might need to be going to work for some, you know, this place for even longer. You might have to go and talk to your boss, etc., etc. It does sound a little close to the abrupt way that you made that lateral move that you have come to regret. So I want you to slow it down and before you go back to the well, before you go back, I want you to do a gut check here. Do you really want to stay with this company? Even if it's just like, I'm staying with this company until I get the next job. Do you want to invest in the conversation with the job, with the boss, with the idea that you might have to go back and say, this is what happened, I'm sorry about this. This is what I've been thinking. This is what I'd like to do. That is a lot of work for basically a business that you have lost some respect for. So before you put yourself out there, before you do that, I want to make sure it's because you are invested in staying there successfully, that you are invested in rebuilding your business, your, your work, your career in that um, professional arena. Because if somebody interviews you tomorrow and hires you tomorrow, are you going to be looking back and thinking twice? You want to make sure that you still want it because the reality is, is that, and I've said this on the show before too, that, you know, one of the things that like comes to mind for me here is when I used to do relationship coaching with people, and they would know that they were in a bad, toxic relationship. It wasn't working out. They would know they needed to leave, but they needed to get their ducks in a row first. And then every time that the, you know, future ex would do something, they'd come in all worked up, overwrought, and stressed out. And I'd be like, wait, 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 wait. Like, this is just a reminder of why you're leaving you might still be deciding to leave. You might quietly know that you are not gonna be here for long. So every time you spend doing like mind-numbing data entry, every time like you have an opinion and an ability to strategize on a level that nobody cares about or wants to hear, you are gonna be able to remind yourself, this is why I'm leaving. You can take staying and turn it into a positive, empowering choice for yourself while you focus on what you need next. Uh, you know you're in human resources. You know how hard it is to get a job these days. You know how it's so automated, how there's robots that just scan your CV, and if they don't have the right keywords, your your CV never actually gets under the eyes of somebody, But then if you're recognizing that you're leaving, you can put all of your energy towards that job hunt. You've already said it, that this is mind-numbing data entry. So when you're not doing mind-numbing data entry, you can use the brain power that you would normally be using for strategizing for the company and strategize for yourself to figure out how to network, how to make sure that anybody who might be able to help you find the next job gets you the next job. And then the next thing I want you to focus on is when you're in these interviews and people ask you why you're job hunting. How do you turn this into a strengths perspective so that you're not running away from a place that's just let you down, disappointed you, and changed course, but you can use it to empower in the interview by saying, my last position, you know, or my last agency allowed me to do this and I was successful at doing that, but what I've come to learn is for the big picture, this is where I want my career to be so that you can turn it into I am choosing to leave because I want something better. Because if you're bringing some story that you don't even know you're carrying into the interview process, that might be getting in the way of your interview. Now, if you're looking at this situation and you really are saying to yourself, I, I just made this impulsive move, I moved to this lateral thing, but yes, I, I think that there's a future for me in this agency, maybe I don't actually have to job hunt, maybe I don't wanna job hunt, then I want you to get really clear on your messaging, on who you're gonna need to talk to, what you're gonna need to say, and what they're going to need to hear you say and expect you to say in order to continue to sit at the conversation and sit at that table. Because it sounds like the the leadership in your company has really shifted and changed its priorities and its values. And if you want to stay with them, you're going to have to play ball with them. Honestly, from your letter I have to be clear with you it doesn't sound like you really want to stay it sounds like you've already made the decision to leave you're just scared all over again that it might not work out I think if you can sort of forgive yourself for the parts of this that you had control of recognize where you didn't have control self show self compassion for the parts of this that you just didn't know at the time I think you can leave this emotional baggage packed in behind you, So that all of your free time and free energy and mental energy is spent networking, building relationships, putting yourself out there so you can find the job that's right for you and meets you where you're currently at and prioritizes the strategy and the team component and the collaboration that you so greatly missed. You can't go back and recreate what's already been lost. You can rebuild somewhere else, but this current leadership has been clear with you that the old way didn't work for them. You're gonna be hitting a wall if you look back, if you keep paying attention to the rear view mirror. Some of this simply means coping with your current situation so that you can plan a better future. The best way you do that is by Recognizing that if you're just doing data entry, you have all of this brain power, energy that you can be, you know, you can spend building yourself back up. I I think this is a really good question here. I'm going to encourage you too to not lose sight of self care in the process, to make sure that that dependence on Adderall and caffeine is under control, and that you don't pick a company and an environment that's going to replicate those problems the workforce is changing the expectations on people are changing being in HR you know that so you're going to be able to control the kind of environment you want to find yourself in the fresh start you want to have and if you can get crystal clear on what it is you want the non-negotiables in the next job description it's going to be so much easier for you to sort of wait it out a little bit um, if you're if you know you're waiting for something specific because you need the right blend of this and the right blend of that, you can stay still for a little while longer because you'll be doing it from an empowered choice. Right now you're doing it and every day you go and you sit in that chair and you enter that data, you're saying, I'm here because I got scared. I'm here because I made an impulsive decision. I'm here because my boss, da, 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 da. It changes as soon as you say, I'm here because this gives me the brain power to rebuild. I'm here because I did the best with what I know, but I'm ready for what's next. I'm here for as long as I need to be, but I'm not staying for long. You can change the story about where you're currently at while you get crystal clear on what it is you want next. We know not every job is going to be the most perfect job description, but don't go and get in the reactive seat so that you find yourself just saying yes to a job because it's not where you're currently working. You want to make sure that you don't do another lateral move, that your next career move is strategic for you, meets your professional goals. You might as well just hang tight there with the devil you know, while you really take and invest in the time to get yourself where you want to be. Even if you do decide that where you want to be is where you're currently at, you have to do that same process. You have to redefine what it is you want, how it's going to go, and how to set it up more successfully. I hope this helps. This isn't about forgiving the boss. This isn't about sort of getting over maltreatment. This is about accepting that this series of events happened and recognizing that letting it determine your future isn't working, so you're going to choose to leave it in the rearview mirror to take the lessons you, and insights you've learned from this experience, but start fresh. You've totally got this. I can tell by your letter that you know what you need to do. You just need permission to do it. So go grab at it with both hands. And thanks so much for reaching out with this letter. It was a really good conversation to have. Thanks for having it with me. Anybody else who wants my two cents on your problem, send it my way over at heather at choose to have it all.com. And if you want my top 10 favorite episodes for bosses, go find that over at choose to have it forward slash podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.